We're going to kick things off today um, with a story that you might have seen talking about gun violence in the city of Edmonton. It is certainly on the minds of uh, the Edmonton Police Service these days. And of course, Edmontonians, those of you who live here, who visit here as well. Recently, EPS say their resources were stretched when officers were called to investigate five unrelated shootings over the course of three days. So between uh, Friday and Sunday, there were two shootings in central Edmonton, two in north Edmonton, one in the city southwest. One person was injured, but police say the man is expected to recover. Police said none of the shootings are believed to be linked. So what's going on? Let's find out with Staff Sergeant Eric Stewart, who leads the Edmonton Police Services Gang Suppression Unit and Firearms Investigations Unit. Uh, Staff Sergeant Stewart, welcome to the show. Good afternoon. So what is going on? I mean, I know that's, a, that's an open-ended question, but I think everyone is wondering, what's going on right now? You know what, Jillian? I know it's hard to put our finger on exactly what is going on, but we do have, you know, there's a lot of things happening right now where, where you know, there's a lot of things that fuel mm. our, our gang violence and, and gun violence in our city, and that becomes gun, you know, firearms trafficking, it comes with uh, drug trafficking, it comes with a lot of other criminal activity that, that fuels that. But what's, what we're seeing here is there's no real particular group or, you know, individuals that we can focus on that are that are causing uh, this to occur, and it's kind of happening throughout the city. So as you can understand and, and I hope appreciate that we, we're trying to, we're trying our best to find a way to get into the pre prevention side of it, but we're having a tough time with it. Is a lot of this fueled by drugs? Drugs are definitely a nexus and does fuel gun violence. A lot of the organized crime groups are networks that develop and form in our city uh, that do come together or individuals just involved in criminality altogether. Um, there's, that is one of the reasons that does fuel uh, gun violence. But there's other, you know, historical, uh, you know, uh, beefs that these groups have with each other or other issues that happen out there on these roads. It could be a sporadic thing or, or in-the-moment issue that happens. Uh, but there's, there's there's a few other options that happen to cause this too. So. so from what I'm looking at from the statistics that have been released over the past couple of years, this, the, the stats that have released so far this year, what was it, 127 shootings in Edmonton as of October 16th that EPS have responded to. Um, about 50% of the shootings have resulted in injuries. 84% are considered targeted. Those numbers are similar to last year's numbers. That is correct. So last year at this time, we had about 125 shooting events. So we're up a little bit, but in the same numbers. Yeah. And, and what's, what we're seeing here is, is individuals that are involved in these events are going out with a purpose and they're targeting other individuals or residences or vehicles, uh, as we talk about. Uh, so that, that is also something that we're seeing too. So curious, Staff Sergeant Stewart, did the, did the pandemic play a role in this in any way? I'm just wondering because of the you know we take a look at the opioid crisis that um, that was flared up even more during the pandemic and I'm wondering if that 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 need for drug or that um, you know that side of it played a role in any of this you know what I, I won't say it hasn't drug drugs do fuel 
violence in some way out here. Uh, not necessarily gun violence, but violence in general. But I wouldn't say the pandemic is what okay. caused this. In 2020, you know, we had uh, 158 shootings in our mm-hmm. city, 150 last year, and now we're at 127. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think we're, we're a big city now, and we have groups that emerge in this city uh, as, as they come together for whatever criminal, criminal element that might be. And with that becomes violence. And now we're seeing some of that happen in our city. And it's continuing. It's kind of continuous for the last three years. So is this violence, is this gun violence kind of split between street gangs and organized crime? And I'm wondering if so, and, and if it's kind of between both of them, you know, how how that impacts how EPS can respond or what they can do. Well, one interesting, uh, the landscape we have in Edmonton is we don't have a lot of identified uh, street gangs. We have a couple street gangs that have been around, but what we have is it's kind of unique to Edmonton and see other jurisdictions are seeing the same thing is we don't have a lot of identifiers when it comes to these groups. Uh, You know, individuals will come together for a common purpose, which is some kind of criminal activity. Again, that could be a list of numerous things and they get disrupted by other police arrests, uh, violent offenses. We talk about homicides and they disperse and then other groups form, right? So we can't, we can't just put our resources and target on a specific group because it's, it's kind of a unique set of circumstances where there, there isn't always a lot of structure sometimes and they don't last very long because of the effectiveness police do on some of these groups too. So You know, and, and that's interesting because I, I think I've been in the city now for 22 years and in the early 2000s, you know, we, we certainly saw, um, you know, there, there were names associated with, with all the gangs that I remembered reporting on when I was at at Global Edmonton, so yeah. um, and, and and you know there were you know patches and you know all that sort of stuff. So that's changed. Yeah, like we do still have the identified you know um, gangs that have been around and organized crime groups that have been around uh, across the country for years. Those still exist. Okay. But uh, what we have right now going on in Edmonton, it's not necessarily those groups that are causing our violence. It's kind of these in, these groups that are forming and they become in these little turf wars over different things and there's historical um, stuff mm-hmm. that comes back and they, they bring it up, you know, they, they move from jurisdiction, sometimes jurisdiction, sometimes province to province and uh, we're seeing that now. I know Edmonton has it, Winnipeg has it, Calgary's got it, so I think gun yeah. violence is on the rise in a lot of different cities across the country. Well, and I think that's important to note when you talk about the gun violence, you know, Calgary, I was reading on, on, on the situation they're facing very similar to Edmonton you touched on some of the other uh, cities across the country as well so yeah I guess if, if it's a national well it's a it's a local issue but it's also a national issue so what can be done about it well, I know it's hard to speak in other jurisdictions and other cities what they're doing, but I know here in Edmonton, you know, our chief and the management team um, have really supported. We have a guns and gangs strategy moving forward, uh, and that, that has to do with a lot of different principles and pillars, and there's a lot of parts to that which talks about prevention and intervention. So, you know, working with, with, with gang membership now and try to talk to them, get them out of that lifestyle. So we, we try to do that. Our gang suppression team uh, does a really good job uh, out there dealing with these individuals involved in this activity and then we have intervention and suppression right so we we're trying to bring in those different aspects uh, and with suppression comes investigations and that's where the firearms investigation unit comes in so a lot of these shootings are very complex lengthy require a lot of resources and currently right now when it gets to the long the long complex investigations we have the firearms investigation unit doing those we also have other detective units doing stuff but um, we have to as a city I think come together and recognize that we do have a gun violence problem Mm -hmm. 
And we as the police, I know the chief does a good job of pivoting where he needs to put resources, and he's done that, whether it be frontline patrol, you know, we have a social disorder issue out there, and, you know, we're trying to look after that as well and trying to find ways to deal with that. And now we have this gun violence problem in our city. So um, we're trying we're trying in Edmonton here to put together strategies, and I think we've got something good that's going to be pushing forward by, by the chief and the management team here in, in the next couple months. And, you know, across the country, I think everybody's trying to do their own thing and find different ways to, you know, be creative to deal with this stuff. So, you know, that's what we're doing here in Edmonton and in other, you know, agencies. I'm not I'm not quietly in, in the mix of what they have going on out there, but that's what we're doing here in Edmonton. Staff Sergeant Eric Stewart joining me this afternoon. Um, everyday people who are listening, going about their business, going home to their kids, walking their dogs on, uh, you know, tonight after work, going downtown to get their hair cut, whatever it is. How much do they have to worry about this? You know, I don't want people to leave their house and feel like they're unsafe in this city. That's not what this messaging is for. I think, I think over the years, and you know, this is this is just my opinion. We haven't done the best job of messaging some of the, you know, some of these events that have taken place in our city for the public to be aware of. And I think gun violence, you know, in really the last year or two, we've been really trying to get that out there to be transparent to the public. That being said, I don't want people leaving their homes and feeling unsafe because there's a lot of police officers out there. There's a lot of, you know, there are people there that are trying to prevent this from happening. But at the end of the day, when these guys are motivated and they're, like, again, they're targeting something, mm -hmm. uh, they are being very reckless. And I just, just people to have awareness, right? If they see something or they're, they're, they know something, you know, get a hold of your police. We can try to do our best to get in there and, and prevent some of that stuff. But I think some of those numbers that were released uh, just yesterday said about 61% of the shootings had the potential for innocent bystanders to be injured. It's true, yeah. So anytime what we're seeing and the trend that I've, we've seen here, Jalen, is a lot of these shooting events this year have taken place between like 6 in the morning and 6 in the afternoon. So that's mm -hmm. daytime hours. Yeah. And that, that's concerning because, you know, none of these individuals, and I say this, uh, go to the range and practice their target shooting. So <laughs> when they're sitting there firing these weapons and they're very reckless and careless, it's a potential for any bystander to be hit. And when they have these very overt um, um, brazen shootings, uh, there's bullets flying. And that's why homes are getting hit, cars are getting hit. So that's very concerning for us, you know. So that's what I talk about. We talk about, we put that number out there just so people understand. Like, it's not like they're going out to the middle of a field and, and having their dispute out there. These are happening on our streets in daytime hours. So it's just, it's just that transparency and awareness piece. Over 500 firearms have been taken off the streets uh, so far this year. What can you tell us about those firearms? Where are they coming from? You know, what we've seen over the years in Edmonton is a lot of the firearms are domestically trafficked or sourced. So there's there's different avenues that could happen. So domestically trafficked means, you know, we talked about straw purchasing or straw buyers in other media releases where an individual who has a valid firearms license somehow gets wrapped up uh, in some criminal activity with some of these groups and, he's, and they're used to purchase firearms and they put illegal firearms on the street in these groups. So we target those types of files as well. The other ways is, you know, know, the break and enters and residential and commercial places. Uh, that's another avenue we're seeing. Um, but again, now what we're also seeing is uh, firearms, you know, 
being imported into Canada, not necessarily Alberta. But once a firearm comes into our circulation, they don't get destroyed. We're seeing them circulated and circulated, and that can come from BC all the way out east, and they end up in our province. So they move around a lot. So you know, guns guns are being sourced from many different areas. But you know, in, in the past, what we've seen through our statistics is guns are coming domestically sourced through you know the province here or in Canada. That federal uh, government uh, buyback program that uh, has been talked about will it have impact? Could it have any impact changing things that we're seeing on the streets in the in the cities right now that are dealing with? this you know what uh, I don't you know I, I I speak this to the lawful gun owners out there that were that isn't you know you know sometimes every gun owner gets painted with the same brush with with a lot of the stuff going on the people we're dealing with involved in gun crime aren't lawful gun owners mm-hmm. so um, the lawful gun owner are, aren't our issue they're the people following the rules you know going through the hoops to, to keep their license and, and do all that so and now there's a buyback program so you know Mm. I, I can understand both sides why the federal government is trying to find a balance here, but the types of firearms that they're trying to buy back through that program aren't currently what we're seeing here in Edmonton as the type of crime guns being used in our shootings. You know what? I could talk to you for another half an hour on this, <laughs> Eric, yeah. Yeah, but we're out of time. I want to thank you for making time for us this afternoon. I look forward to uh, chatting with you again in the future. Thank you for this. No problem. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Staff Sergeant Eric Stewart, who leads Edmonton Police Services Gang Suppression Unit and the Firearms Investigations 